Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are back for the season finale of Criminal Minds Evolution. <laughs> so this actually raises an interesting question. Next season, are we getting a new subtitle or are they just going to go back to calling it Criminal Minds? I don't know. Ah, something maybe we can send Breen's way. Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> just putting that out there. Well, it, it was interesting when I was looking at these, um, okay, here was, here was my interesting comment getting onto it this morning. Okay. So I, it took me three refreshes to get it to work. Yeah. BTW, uh, I'm glad you mentioned this. Disney plus sucks. And they've just, they've just fired what? 7,000 people. Yeah. So it's only going to get worse from here. People like every week. I, I, it's like this weird, I can watch anything old on Disney plus, but every time they knew it add a new episode of television, it's like 10% chance it's going to start when I load it. I have to just keep stopping and reloading, go back to the menu over and over again. I load it up. It says the, you know, a star production and then it just stops. It just stops. It sits there. Every time. Okay. I'm glad it's not just me. Oh no. And here's, here's the, here's the issue. Like I was thinking about this in terms of the the splash issue. So the splash is now comes across uh, red, right? right? It's the criminal minds evolution. Yeah. The big red and black logo we love. The rig But when you click on that, you get taken. I got taken this morning. This is the first time it was this bad. Yeah. I got taken to the regular criminal minds screen. Okay. Which is what I was, you know, sort of complaining about before, except that before it, there was no splash, but anyway, so I did that, but then I have to go down to season 16. Like it didn't open up um, the episode right away. It took me to the criminal minds page. And then when I went to it, what it gave me when I went to season 16, I clicked on season 16 and it gave me last week's episode. <laughs> so then I refreshed and I, I did it again. And lo and behold, Endgame was there. Okay, good. Um, okay. But dead End. I did dead watch end, not it endgame. this morning. Or Dead, dead, dead end? end is what it's called. I Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back and look at, uh, at, at the Disney thing and see if because I thought 100% it's called dead end. But anyway, please continue. Okay. No, it it is really bizarre. Plus, now Netflix wants to charge another $8. So you can't password. To give your password to somebody else. Of course they do. I don't remember the last time I watched Netflix. So that's not, it's not going to be a challenge for me to cancel my Netflix account. Like, what am I watching on Netflix? I know this is going to sound crazy, but I haven't really been that committed to Netflix since they uh, uh, since they stopped having the Rockford Files on there twelve years ago. Uh, yeah, well, here's here's my problem with Netflix. Please, is that I watch this the only place I can watch all these South Korean dramas. That's true. Yeah, that okay, for me is point. the problem. Yeah, I now I don't that. know, but I you see I don't I share a password. Yeah, and um. So it's just like, I cannot say, look, it's one thing, like we live next door. This is a reasonable thing to do. Oh, totally. And the rest of it, but I can't ask them 
to pay eight dollars. No, that, that would be insane. Next, it's a month. a month. Yeah. Just so I can watch your Korean drama periodically. I, I haven't been on next Netflix in months Jesus. because, um, except to check. No, that's a lie. I was oh. on it the other day because one of my students is doing her essay on Lady Min or Queen Young. No, Wong Young, who okay. was the queen one of the queens of the early part of the Yosian dynasty. Oh. And there have been a couple of dramas so about her checking. I was checking to see where they were up on Netflix. They aren't. Okay. Uh, so uh, one was a TV series called Yosian Exorcist. Ooh, <laughs> right? fancy. I actually might've watched that one <laughs> if it had been. Well, there. you do love stories about demon hunting in Korea. Like that is well established. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love oh my it. God, seeing what the Koreans do with uh, <laughs> with Christian demonology mythology is the most fascinating thing in the world. You know, and then I, their own, but they have their, their own, own stuff too. too. I know it's it's very interesting because you get so many combinations of that. Yeah, and it's just wonderful. And I cannot believe this. Yeah. Here's another thing. I don't know where Squid Game comes in. Is that, that that's a Netflix? That's a too. Netflix original production, yeah. So we are not going to be watching Squid Game, except do you know that there's a reality show? Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, Netflix show? tried to make a reality show out of Squid Game. Tried? No, it's Thereby, done. Well, no, it might be done, but the point is, it's not out. Uh, they they still might cancel it because it was such a disaster to produce. And I'm like, also, uh, if you're making a reality show out of Squid Game, you miss the point of Squid Game. Yeah, that's exactly it. Did you watch Squid Game? Yeah, but they probably paid What's-His-Face a whole heck of a lot of money to use it. Oh, I'm right? sure they did, but they still shouldn't have done it. Just make no, Squid and Game they, season two. And they did it in England. And when they were playing the uh, light, robot game, yeah. the, the red light, green light, they had problems on set. Oof. And now it turns out nobody was really injured badly well, or anything. good. In England, it was just like, because they had 400 and however 56. many, 56 Yeah, because he's four, people, five, six. Right? Yeah. Playing red, red, red light, light, green light. And somebody did win and they walked away with $4,560,000. Cute. So, um, but uh, the result of the health and safety inspection was that, well, yeah, they should take better care of maybe people when they're playing these games. But the participants who, like, I guess it was bruises and scrapes and things like that. Well, yeah, yeah that's the nature of that game. Just don't make Squid Game. Yeah, just I can't stress enough Squid the extent to which you should not be trying to turn Squid Game into a reality show. Yeah, no. Spoiler alert. It's already a reality show. It's called Capitalism. We all live in Squid <laughs> Game. That's the point of Squid Game. <laughs> it's not a subtle show. Yes, How did they this not is get it? Uh, no, it's Netflix. Netflix likes money, and Netflix. I mean, is, Netflix, is yeah. built on a uh, is built on the exact same idiotic business model. Every all these other uh, venture capital based um, web two companies are based on, which is what we'll do is we'll go in and we'll be uh, we'll have an unsustainable business model, but we'll drive everybody else out of business, and then we'll be able to price whatever we want. It was all about, you know, like losing money until you create a monopoly, except spoiler alert, nobody went out of business. And so now all of these companies are collapsing. So bravo, capitalism. You suck at your job. 
And if <laughs> well, you just watched Squid Game, is... you would have known yeah. that. Yeah. All I can say is that um, I'm not going to. You're not I'm gonna not be going psyched to. About it. Yeah. No. If if I get um, now, the only thing Netflix could really do that was really crappy is insist you pay for a year ahead of time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would or be they, crazy. Or they start to get you into a contract because I can see if there's something on that I want to watch. And I might you can pay get for it for a month. For a month. Yeah. We're going to wait until Squid Game comes back and then we're going to, yeah. you know, but load it up for a month and we'll watch Squid Game. There you go. All yeah. right. So yeah. that's enough talk okay. about streaming services and how terrible they are. We watched, we did, in fact, I know it sounds crazy because we just made you wait 10 minutes, but we did watch the final episode of the season. Yes, we watched it today. Doggy. Oh, this is uh, this is an interesting episode. Normally, when we do this, we have to like get the episode in front of us, and make sure we don't miss any scenes, and you know, worry about that kind of stuff. Not this week. Very simple episode this week. Not complicated <laughs> at all. No, uh, really <laughs> My... interesting things happen though, uh, which we will well, talk about. Mm -hmm. All I can say is it did what it was supposed to do. Yep, it got us. It got us out. And I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue a satisfying way, and it's set up next season. Oh yeah, yeah. I here's the problem. Okay, is that you say you liked it better than me? Probably, probably. I think I did. Yeah. Um, and maybe you're right. As we go through, we'll see. But I don't. I'm not convinced exactly what my take on it is issue with it is there isn't anything i can complain about particularly you were unsettled by something but you can't point to exactly what it was yeah i don't know it was just and uh and mind you i called it david didn't die but no. crystal showed up i called it you did you were right about that uh, and i will say it, it's kind of funny watching because we heard um when we interviewed breen we heard talking about how like stuff they would have done differently is, well, if I had known how little we were going to use Penelope's apartment, we would have shot that on a location just for the first two episodes and yeah. built uh, Will and JJ's house. Yeah. Uh, because it's so expensive to go to that location. And yet, for all of the interesting character stuff we did, we had to keep going to that location. And I think the reason that was on his mind was, you watch the last scene of this week's episode, and you're like, oh, this really should have been happening at Will and JJ's house. <laughs> <laughs> Where JJ says they should not be all crammed into Penelope's apartment. <laughs> but like, they I, have I understand Penelope. why he was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's not you know that's neither here nor oh, there. No, that's not a criticism. Like it's being, just funny no, to see. It was funny. It's like being at David's house at the in the last episode. Yeah. Um, of season fifteen, right? Or season um, seven. I mean, they actually went to David's yeah. house for the last episode of the season uh, more than once. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny to like instantly recognize what Breen was talking about when I was watching the episode. I'm like, ah, oh, that's why that was on his mind. Um, no, yes. I, yeah. So yeah, I don't think there's. Please. There's it. it yes. You I don't it, think there's anything particularly wrong with the episode? No. It's just no. No. It, it, it there was just and it, maybe it's just we were on such a rush after last week's episode well i mean I how could you, who could blame us who could blame us nobody can blame us but maybe i i i wanted to feel that same rush <laughs> and i didn't of course yeah because it's a it 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 does exactly what it is supposed to do oh it does 
It does, and it does it in spades. And mm-hmm. I'll probably get a little more excited as we talk about it. And how and, great uh, were, uh, you know, Elias and Sydney this week? Oh, yeah. Who would have thought that, you know, when the season started, one of our best scenes of the season would be the villain and his wife having a conversation in an interrogation room. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God, that was fantastic. Yeah, no, I really like that. All right, so the episode starts off uh, with they're, they're desperately searching for Voight. And Voight wants to blackmail them, <clears throat> wants to blackmail them into cutting a deal with him so he gets to get away, right? Uh, which is an interesting place to start. It, uh, it, it means the stakes are really high right from the start, which is exactly what you want. He's got David locked away. They need David back. And the team's plan is just tell him we're going to cut a deal and waste t- his time negotiating while David's locked up. And then we'll, sa- we'll figure out a way to save David, which, you know, they kind of do. Uh, this leads except, to, by the way, oh, please. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to go and accept. Let's, let's just do this as, 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 as we it, go. Along. Okay. As we go. Uh, now we have literally, um, one of the funniest things the show has done in ages. So I often joke, right. About, uh, when I'm talking about criminal minds and if people listen to our old episodes, you can hear me joke, make the joke over and over and over again, which is every <laughs> single profiler has the exact set of skills except for Spencer Reed, whose special skill is drawing three circles on a map. Guess what? <laughs> this week, I'm like, uh, they get out a map and Will draws two circles on it. And I'm like, I guess Spencer Reed's hard, job is harder than he looks because Will draws two circles that do not meet and then says, we've got to <laughs> search the place where they meet. I'm like... Because okay, I guess I and, guess and they the really place. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And the place where the where it is, yeah, right, is not where the circles meet. <laughs> well, actually, to be fair, we never find out where Dave was being held at the end of the episode. Maybe no, no, was. no, no. Take a look at the map. No, no. What I'm saying is, we never actually know where David was found. They don't tell us. Well, yeah, but I don't think we need to know. We're supposed to assume that where that where the rain was falling yeah. on the map, yeah, because they went to a weather map, a radar weather map, yeah. So they knew where the rain was falling. As I said, it wasn't where those two circles meet, yeah, and it was uh, in the top circle, mm-hmm. and so we have to assume we don't have a place name for it, um, but. Um, yeah, that's where David was found. David, that, because David got himself out. No, now, he did not get himself out. He did not get... And that is an interesting thing about this week's episode. David does a lot of things to try and get free, and he only makes the situation worse, and he in no way saves himself. Okay, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. But I something just popped into my mind. Please. Okay, and it is because of that end. The After David blows things up, okay? Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden I thought to myself, and I don't know why this has never occurred to me before, Mm -hmm. but how the hell did he put all those shipping containers underground? He had to 
he had to hire somebody to dig a hole. Oh, yeah, didn't he? obviously he paid people to do it for him. I don't yeah, think that's think complicated. So. You got to remember. Okay, I know this is going to sound weird, but you got to remember this is America. America is frigging rife with survivalists who are constantly like hiring construction companies to dig a trench and put a school bus in it so they can make a fallout shelter. Like that is good work for as and it's like the kind of people who hire you to do that, they pay you in cash and they tell you not to tell anyone and that's like a whole industry. So no, I don't have any trouble okay. believing okay. That no, he would be after, able to find people to do that work for him. Okay, after I listen to you, yeah, I'm going. Okay, I'll I'll buy that. But it was just like, okay, <laughs> but you would think. Well, I don't. Anyway, never mind. I'm just. I'm going. I'm it's, going way off off topic. Okay. Because uh, things maybe that's what's sort of unsettling me about this episode is that there are all these kind of weird things that I want explained that have. I will you know, do my I, best. And if there's anything I can't explain to your satisfaction, there's actually someone we can email. Yeah, well, we're, we, yes, but this is the world. Okay, how much media coverage did the Sicarious thing get? Well, no, a ton. But according to the press and according to the FBI, the Sicarious has all been wrapped up and the Jaws killer was Sicarious. Like, that's at the core of this week's episode. The, that, And I mean, you're yeah, right yeah. that... They could have made it clearer in the earlier episodes that a lot of the press knew about this case. But Bailey's big, uh, you know, going to the press with We Caught Sicarius is supposed to mean, yeah, the case, as far as the press knows, is closed. This guy who killed his mother, a United States senator, was Sicarius, as far as the public knows. Okay, and they haven't backtracked on that. No, they haven't. And, and and honestly, based on the way this episode ends, they may never. No, anyway, they may. They, no, no, they we'll, may. We'll never. get to that when we get to that. But first, so the deal is, he wants uh, Voight, um, you know, Voight or Lee, as we keep call, as he now gets called a lot, wants to be made into uh, right. <laughs> wants to be uh, you know wants to be let go right. But the deal is, right, he'll only give them, if they if they let him go completely, him and his family, he will give them David. And that's the deal. That's the one deal he's offering. But, and this is the key part, he wants to give that ultimatum to Doug. And he gets Doug on the, uh, gets Doug on the call and start referring to him as a gold star type. And Doug is obviously freaked out. And this causes him to have a secret meeting with the Attorney General and Rebecca, Tara's girlfriend. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, where is this going? Because it's crazy that it goes this way because I was literally, and I'm not saying like this, I'm not saying we were reading the same stuff, but it's weird that like, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was talking about how believable I find it that they would just say Sicarius was the uh, senator's son because that's how they dealt with John Dillinger. They just, you know, said yeah. this other guy was John Dillinger and let John Dillinger go. And I'm not saying that's specifically what they had in mind, but that's the way this is going. That's the deal Sicarius wants to, uh, right, wants to cut. He just wants to say, we're all just going to pretend this is over and we all go home and that's that. And the team doesn't want to do that, but the FBI is 100% willing to do it. And we get this fantastic scene 
between Rebecca and the Attorney General and Bailey who are like, okay, well, here are the two options. We let him go or we kill him. <laughs> yeah. What? And well, and not only, that's that. what was, what I, I like, like, I really loved that scene with the three of them, right? Yep. And so, and then Rebecca's going, so that's why I'm in Seattle. She says, oh yeah, you, she says, I need a fall guy. I need a fall guy. And you're like, going to be it if, yeah. and yes. If this so goes she badly. wasn't being, here, here, she wasn't being punished nope. after all. Yeah. She was being set up. Set up. Well, still kind of a punishment <laughs> Well, to be the yeah, person but... who's going to be the fall guy if this all goes to hell. Well, no, yes, you were but, right it's not, but it's not the same kind of thing. No, because we it, thought it was just retaliation for getting someone off death row. Yes. But in fact, the AG had a bigger picture in mind. And whether they meant that when they wrote the uh, earlier episode or not, it fits perfectly to the continuity yes. they've set up. So oh, yeah. Bravo. No, it, it was a... I loved that particular... Such a good scene. Those three of them, right? Mm -hmm. Conspiring. It was a good scene. Um, yep. It's just... And and the, the road, the road of um, I was going to say Aisha's and Rebecca's um, romance is rocky. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my god! We thought last week we're like, are they going to be able to pull this out? And it's like, well, one of them is a conspirator, so uh, maybe not. You know, the two of them. Well, Rebecca's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and while it was her fault, all the mess the last time. This time, the mess is Rebecca's fault. Yep. So, next uh, year is going to be interesting. Very Follow interesting. that romance. Then we get a very, like, unbelievably fun scene when Emily gets told that they're cutting the deal with him. And what I and I loved the moment of, of them just being like, yeah, people don't trust the FBI. No, whatever mistake we make, one side or the other is going to... Uh, you know, crucify us with it. So we just can't be seen to making make any more mistakes. We're just going to let him go. And Emily is not happy about this, obviously. <laughs> but it's interesting because, like, they don't use specific details. But, like, I actually understand where the AG is coming from. Because think about it this way. The FBI pissed off every Democrat or left-leaning person in America by handing the 2016 election to Trump. Right? And yes. with this conspiracy to hand the election to Trump through the New York FBI office. And then there were no consequences for it because the FBI never admits it did anything wrong. And then now you think, well, maybe the FBI can be on the side of the right wing people. Except now they're actually chasing Trump for stealing government <laughs> secrets. So they can't be on the right wing side as well. They really are in a like uh, hell or high water type situation. Like, being in the FBI is a frying pan fire. There is no good outcome for these people. So I, I kind of understand why they're willing to do anything to keep what tattered remnants of their reputation still exists. Well, like, yeah. I really buy that from the characters. You know, it's a 50-50 world out there. Yeah. And, and this is how it works. And, and it's Rebecca's worth fundamentally saying that it's like, the FBI just isn't a trustworthy organization anymore. Yeah. To it's, the extent they ever were. Well, yes, but before, like under Hoover, they were in control. Yeah, that's true. And now they're and, not. And now they're they're not. There has never been another J. Edgar Hoover. No. But uh, I got to say, um, Man in the High Castle was a garbage TV show. Uh, I'll say that. It just wasn't good after the first season. But 
they said one thing there in their alternate history United States, they said one thing that was obviously and self-evidently 100% true, that had the Nazis won the war and taken over America, J. Edgar Hoover would have no trouble whatsoever running the FBI as the American branch of the Gestapo. Because, spoiler alert, he did that anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. I just had started. I've only watched... I'm, I I watched the first episode. It's a little slow. It is. Only because I do like um, the author. Oh, God, yeah. But, but it, has, um, it has basically, after the first half of the first season, it has nothing to do with the book. Okay, yeah, because I was watching it and it's already... I freaking love that in the, book. Yeah, but in the second season, it, and I mean, in the, in the, even in the second episode, I can see there's, there's it's like. It's going to be, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's going to be very divergent. Again, here's how weird the book is. It is literally a book where a character figures out he isn't in re the real world because he, you know, is obsessed with the I Ching and the I Ching can't lie. And so the I Ching says, this isn't reality. So he's like, oh, okay, well, it, it must be that we didn't really win the war because the I Ching can't lie. <laughs> it's a very weird book. Well, yes, but his, uh, you, you have to read Ubik. Oh, I have read Ubik. This is the man yeah. who makes the weirdest things in the world. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it is uniquely yeah. weird by any stretch of the imagination. It's a great book. In his... In his repertoire. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't think he's written a straight book. God, no, I don't think he ever did. No. All right. No, no, um, yeah. But anyway. Even his short stories are. Even his short stories are crazy. No, I love me some uh, Philip K. Dick. But the point is, so they're going to cut the deal. But the problem is, like, right now, they're operating entirely on Sicarius's timeline. And this is where we get a weird jump. Because the char the, the characters do something 100% sensible, but they have to act like David was contributing to the thing they find out. So they're like, oh, David keeps you calling him Lee and doing that. He must be trying to say that the place he's being held has some connection to who Elias used to be. Like the fact that he used to be Lee Dumont? What was his? Duval. Duval. Lee Duval, right? Cyrus, Cyrus's nephew. Right. And yeah. what what bothers me when I'm watching it is like, yeah, you didn't need David to give you that hint. Like, you know who he originally was. You know his name now. Just like search all of the records for those names. Like you don't have to like pretend okay. David's hint was vital to doing that, because all you really you know who he is. Okay, we'll search all property records for him. Oh, he owns some family he owns some family land that his mother left him. Great. Oh, the caretaker of that family man land is uh, Mr. Voigt, and he had a son named Elias who died years ago, and that's whose identity he stole. Okay, well, you know, that's all fine. And that, but that's a completely logical thing for them to check into without the show having to pretend that, like, no. they needed David to inspire them to do that. Yes, here, well, there's there's a whole thing. It's because we're fussing, like, now you're starting to to see where I kind uh, of yeah, have a few problems because what happens there is it's the same story. Why haven't you already done that? It is weird that the, because, and I mean, and the biggest problem with this honestly is a guy who planned this much, who went to this much trouble to plan everything out is hiding out on a in a cabin. Because you see, when we found out about this plot of land, I thought, oh, they're, that's how they're going to find out where David is held. 
but it's not. The it's place the he's hiding out on is a place that he owns on paper in a way that is searchable. I'm like, oh, every part of his plan has been so good up until this point. And now his hideaway is a place that you can just type into a Google search. What does Elias Voigt own? And this is what comes up? Or what does, you know, uh, Lee, Duval Lee Duval own? And this is what comes up. It's like, dude, you have a briefcase full of, and I mean, okay, there's a couple of things like that. You're right. There's that. There's the fact that like, the episode with his secret phones and Moose's collar in it isn't the briefcase with that isn't locked. Like, uh, what? Uh, what? It was locked when you pulled the gun out of it and we're going to shoot your wife. It's not locked now when you're on the run. So yeah, there's moments like that that I agree with you uh, are just there to trigger confrontations. Yeah, because I, and, and I'm going this man is smart. Why yeah. is he keeping his trophies? Exactly. Or like, that why is, is like, very... dude, bury them somewhere and come back later when you've gotten away. Like, no, I, yeah, I don't understand why he took his trophies with him unless they would argue that it's part of his decompensation. Maybe. I mean, they could say that. Absolutely. You but know, you it know, just he's, struck... he's planned well enough that his whole family has fake IDs. So, yes. So why would he bring this with him? And as you say, why is it unlocked? And, yeah, you know, his wife can just bed, the, where the wife can just out. grab it. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. Also, not for nothing. Why isn't that a Canadian passport? Yes. Like, you live in Seattle. You should have fake Canadian ID. If you're going to run, you're going to run to Canada because there's no death penalty in Canada. Even if they find you, it's going to be a bitch to uh, extradite you. Yes, because because there are... Here's the problem in the United States. He has killed all over the United States. Yep. So who does so, he, where does he get extradited? Where does he get extradited to? There's going to be wrangling over... Um, mm -hmm. The death penalty states are going to want him the most... But Canada you know? won't give him to a death penalty state. Like that's right. Look at how long uh, Charles Ng got to hide out here. Yep. Same exact situation, right? Yeah. You so, you. We don't send people to death penalty states. Also, and I can't stress it enough. It's the easiest thing in the world to escape to Canada. Largest, un, literally the longest unguarded border in the world. Yep. And you live in Seattle. Hop on a boat. Drive ten miles out drive 50 miles north, drive 10 miles in, boom, you're in another country. Nobody has any idea where you came from. <laughs> you know? no, and even if you, even if you hit a board, you know, an agent. Yeah. You've well, got then you've Canadian got your passport. fake Canadian ID right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. boom, problem solved. Why doesn't he have a place in Canada? It's weird. It's honestly weird that he doesn't. Yeah, actually, it's, maybe it's, he does. We'll find out next year. Who knows? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I hadn't thought, I hadn't actually thought about that. Yeah. But in, now that you bring it up, yeah, it is, going, it yeah. is weird that they're like going south into California to like this land, uh, to this property. And then we like get this weird line that I don't really understand where like uh, he told her that the property was something that his boss knew about or was like connected to the company. It was yeah. very weird because uh, she's like, how well, can we hide out here when your boss is the one who told you about this company or something along those lines? And he's like, no, you're remembering it backwards. And that's the thing that first makes her suspicious because he tries to gaslighting her, or gaslight her into thinking that she's remembering the story about the house wrong. Yes. Right? And, be and he has hidden 
from his wife that this is his mother's house. This is his family home. Exactly. And yeah. and now he can't backtrack on that. But he mm -hmm. does. He says, yeah, he said, I spent time here with my mother. Yeah. And okay. it, it's very weird. Yes, it, it is. Well, we're all going to put this down to part that, that Voight is decompensating De which he all very obviously is in this episode he, he can't connect he can't keep these things separate in a the critical way he's always been able to do it yeah because they are coming together and he wants to keep his wife he wants to keep his children mm -hmm. and but he can't do that when he's on the run as Elias Voigt from the FBI, mm -hmm. Maybe, you know? And so he has to go back to Luke, Luke Duval. And Dave is perfectly correct in saying, yeah, you thought you could kill Luke Duval. Lee or Duval. Lee Duval, Lee Duval when yeah. you killed Cyrus. And but it doesn't nope. work that way. And it doesn't. No. No, great. And that was a nice moment. But what's interesting is, and this is where we'll just take a break for a second from the main plot to talk about what's going on with David, because David's plot doesn't interact with the rest of the episode at all. Right. Uh, the first thing he does is he turns on the lights in the container, right? And then he goes looking around for stuff and he finds the bomb and he finds the modem. And then he taunts Lee and then he cuts the camera and then he makes a bomb to blow out the thing. But that causes the roof of the buried like little shed to collapse on him. And first off, I don't believe that David could build a bomb. I just, I don't believe it of that character. 100%. No. I don't believe it. If Derek Morgan had been in that shelter, I believe he could have turned that into a bomb. It didn't come up on the show, but Derek Morgan's specialty was he had worked extensively in bomb disarming and bomb identifying and worked as a, like bomb reconstructor, right? Yes. So every time there was a bomb in the show, it was it was consistently Derek who had to deal with it. Didn't happen much, but when it happened, they were very careful to make sure that was included. But so you put Derek Morgan in there, I'm like, yep, he could turn that into a bomb. I don't believe David could. Well, he, here here's please. here's the thing though. He is he. I mean, they cover that, and whether you believe it or not, that he learned how to make bombs when he was in the Marines. Remember, yeah, that's what he, he said. What? Oh, Two no, or three. What, yeah, in Vietnam. That's what he Two says, hours. but spoiler alert, no way. Well, that's what you're saying, and you're not going to believe it. I'm willing to believe it, except for the fact that they didn't have C4 in Vietnam. They did, but he wouldn't have been working with it. And it's Are you like sure? Oh, they did. It had been invented then, but... It's not something a Marine would have ever, an average Marine, which is what he was, would have ever dealt with. C4, like plastic explosives had just been invented. They had debt cord. They had things like that. But at the same time, there, there's no way he would have dealt with that. And the idea that like he would know how to use, uh, rewire these electronic detonators, there's just no way. There's no way he could have. Uh, but beyond that, okay. So stepping aside that, <laughs> what I found so funny here though is like, Nothing he does, like everything he does, makes his situation worse. So turning off the camera means the team can't find any clues about where he is. Like disabling the power shuts off the vent that was providing him with air. Blowing yeah. off the doors caves it in so air can't come through the door upstairs. Like everything he does makes the situation worse. He plays no part in his own rescue. And in fact, had he not done anything, his life would have never been in danger. 
it's very weird because it's not like Elias was setting, trying to set off. He never tries to set off the bomb to kill David. He never turns off the air. He never does anything to David. He just locks David up. Every problem David has is a problem David creates for himself. And if that isn't a metaphor for the whole character, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, here, here, now I would say he's being true to himself. No, he is being true to himself. So, I just think it's kind of funny. Yes. So we can't complain about any of that because I'm not complaining. Is, I'm saying it's the most David. entertaining thing to happen all year. <laughs> Dave is being true to himself. He really is. Like, Dave is a guy who makes his own life worse. Like, that yes. is what David does, historically. But we get the important thing is with a bunch of scenes with the ghost of Crystal. Yes. Which I really liked. Yes, they were Oh, they, they had were such good wonderful. chemistry. Yeah. Like, again, I, I, I am, will never stop saying that it's a tragedy that the fact that his daughter uh, got another job, like, booked another job meant yeah. that they had to you know they dumped out of that storyline and decided to go with crystal instead and yeah. i'm sad about that right but yeah. i think they had met magnificent chemistry yep and i thought this scene was such a nice i'm sad the character's dead i thought this was such a nice farewell to her yes and i think um and we i mean and i love the fact that they did that flashback oh at the when, start of the when episode. emily takes the job the higher yeah. job and he becomes unit chief. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked that scene. Yeah. I, I thought, okay, they're just giving us little bits and pieces in those back scene, in those black and white scenes. Yep. Of, and that covers the period. It explains mm -hmm. where we ended up when the show opened in, yep. you know, season 16. It absolutely gets us there. You're right. Yeah. And I, I really, that was, that I liked it. No, I love that. I thought that was really good. That was a so, very good choice on their part. Yes. So, so yeah, really, really nice. Uh, also entertaining. All right, here's where it gets good. Because they, man, did we get played like a fiddle. They put everybody in danger. You got Will out yeah. there with a gun in a piece of body, in body armor getting shot. Oh, my God. But yeah, so the, the point is they've, they've figured out where he is. And they've figured out where he is, and so they're going to come and get him. And he's obviously understandably panicked, but this is the key part. Bailey says, no, no, you don't get to go and get him. I come and I negotiate with him. We don't know the details of why he has to be there, but we know it's incredibly important that he be there because of the conspiracy that's going on with him and Rebecca and the Attorney General. And it all has to do with something codenamed Gold Star. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's interesting. So nothing, the team can, the team have surrounded him. Yeah. They can do nothing until Bailey gets there, till Doug gets there. Yeah, and so Doug gets there and he walks up and he says, I want to talk. And he walks in unarmed. And you want to talk about great moments in this season. <laughs> like, because we, the audience... And you want to talk about Mr. X, talk about a little, a little bit of a brilliant move. I think it's fair to say that at that moment when he walks in, we're like, okay, great. We're going to find out what's going on with this thing. Yeah. And, and literally, the two of them stand in a room together. And they say, all right, we're going to talk about Gold Star. We're the only two people who know about it. And Elias is like, great. And murders Doug. Yes. Of course, Did that's not, not true. Did not see that coming. <laughs> no, not true no. either. But, 
Oh, I didn't see that coming. No, no. Well, we did know somebody was going to have to die. Oh, just structurally, someone had to die, but I yes. didn't see that happening. No, I did not see that either because we had the worry about Tyler as well because he went yep. into surgery and they didn't think he would he would survive. Yep. So and we, we had even that. get another a whole season's worth of great Penelope moments. One of the best this episode with her and Luke just saying we're going to have to be strong together. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, what so are you doing this in is, the show? Well, this is this this shout out to the Garvez fans. Well, no, but not only that. It's like, oh my god, it it really is great seeing her with a completely yes. positive influence in her life. And like, they really are selling them as like these truly supportive and wonderful friends to each other. Yes. No, I love. In a way I, that I, Derek Morgan never was. Yes. I mean, I know there are people that still love that whole thing. I know. But Just, uh, I. We were never one of them. No, and, we never. And. <laughs> and they are writing this. God, remember the time. When she went to the the death row thing for the guy who yeah. like death row thing, and then like Derek wouldn't take her phone calls because I he know. said she had to handle it on her own. Yeah, what a jerk! Jesus Christ! We we've, we we have we have we we are not Derek Morgan fans. We have never been, <laughs> no. and um, you know, right from almost from, almost from the beginning. Well, no, it's from we all know when it is in profile or profiled. This is a character who realized how much of his persona is a defense mechanism he created to deal with his shame over having been molested as a teen. Yeah. And then he does no work on himself and just continues living under this fake persona of hypermasculinity that he's inventive, invented so he can so no one will ever suspect he was molested. Yeah. Yeah, and that's he's a bad guy. And it is in it, there's there's a tragic element to it, but there's also a massively toxic element to it. Uh, yeah, it's toxic, and he was unwilling yeah, to deal unwilling with his to own deal with, yeah stuff. And he was so. never a good friend to Penelope. No, never. All right. But anyway, so I just thought it was a beautiful scene between her and Luke. yes, I I do. So you know, this gives the fans too the hope that um, I know that, that maybe they will maybe they will get their garbage. <laughs> maybe someday maybe someday, maybe someday. Their carpets. uh again yes. we don't need it yes. we actually love her and uh tyler we think her and tyler are a great couple we'll talk yes, about but... that more a little later on yeah first we got to get through the main part of this okay so while he's busy shooting doug in the head uh wow his wife and kids try to jump out the back window will grab the kids and runs off uh, Will and uh, Will and Elias trade shots with each other. Uh, Will gets shot, but only in yeah. the vest. He's completely fine. Whoo! Thank heavens. And uh, Elias manages to hold on his uh, onto his wife, and points a gun at her head and pulls the trigger. Yeah. And here's the thing. Okay. The crazy part is, I will tell you something that you might not know. The way guns work means that next season they can do something very interesting here. And they can actually make that be a positive thing he did. And I'll tell you why. 
I know it's kind of strange that I'm about to say that they can make him pulling the trigger while pointing a gun at his wife's head an act of love, but they can actually do it. And I'll tell you why. A gun that has a, uh, a semi-automatic pistol that has a slide, like the gun he was using that is not a revolver, you always know when that gun is out of bullets. And you know that gun is out of bullets because when the... When it can no longer feed any more bullets from the magazine up into the chamber, the chamber locks open, right? And so, and you've seen this in movies. If you haven't ever used a gun in real life, you've seen it in movies. The chamber locks open and it sticks back over the end of the gun. And all you have to do is press a little lever with your thumb and it snap, the, the thing snaps right back and the gun looks like normal. But the minute you're out of bullets, you can always visually tell with a semi-automatic in a way that you can't visually tell the revolver. And so for that gun to be out of bullets, now again, you can say that this is a mistake by the show. There, there are three ways to handle this. One, it's a mistake by the show and the people working on it didn't care, didn't know or didn't care. Two, the gun wasn't out of bullets, it had a misfire. But three, and this is the way they can make this an act of love, and that is simply that he ran out of bullets but then he released the thing to make the gun look at like it still had a bullet in it so he could look like he was trying to kill his wife because he knows they're going to be separated forever now and he cares enough about her to make her think that he doesn't care about her and make her hate him. And, like, he couldn't kill his wife, but he had to make his wife think that he was going to kill her so that she wouldn't care about him anymore. And so she... They, and that would make it easier for her and the kids to get over him if they thought he was a complete monster. I'm just well, saying, here's, okay, they can I, do that. I, I'm sitting here listening to you and going, okay, I wouldn't... Put it past them. Well, no, I wouldn't buy that for, for $1,000. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, when I'm thinking about it, because I was thinking about what we'll discuss later is the scene mm -hmm. between the two of them yep. when he's in, in custody. Yep. Right. And what he does, but that would fit with what he does later on, later on when they're in custody, that would mm -hmm. fit with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure the show would go for it uh, or go that way um, because it's not necessary to go that way. Uh, I'm not sure I'd have to sit down and think a whole bunch of stuff and maybe in the hiatus, you and I are going to end up coming up with a, a reason <laughs> how they're because we're going to write season seventeen Come in our on. own heads, obviously. in our own heads, and then see how, how close how wrong we get it when it comes back, how wrong and how right we get it, and as we as we are going not going to tell our listeners this, well, of course not. This is just going to be for us. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it is. It, it's an interesting possibility that they can't. All I'm saying is they actually have that option. I'm not saying it's what they thought. I'm not saying it's what they're going to do. I'm saying that option would, is still on the table. Yeah. Would they need to do it? Because, I mean, you also saw because he is falling apart because yeah. I'm not convinced that he wouldn't have shot his wife. He might have. Yeah. If, if, you know, given the state he was in and remember when he's cooking breakfast. Yeah. You know, he starts screaming at his wife and he's going to hit her. And it's only the kids that stop him. Oh, yeah. No, he's falling so, apart. You're absolutely right. You know, it, it is. He's going to be able to kind of pull himself together now that there's no stressors. It's all done. Yeah, yeah he's right? caught. It's over. 
Yeah. So he's yeah. going to he's going to start rebuilding those walls mm -hmm. and how he's going to manipulate himself and how he's going to get out of jail and all this sort of stuff. That's all season 17 stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, that's what's going to happen because all the pressure is off. He's caught. Mm -hmm. um, his wife and his children basically are not going to have anything to do with him anymore. So, yeah, uh, but it is. Yes, in somewhere inside of him, that could have happened. Um, but, eh, you know, we'll see. No, it, and you're absolutely right. But it does right. fit. Your idea does fit with what he does when in we the next get sequence. to. Yeah. Yeah. When we get to, because they still need to find David. <laughs> they still need to find David. He gets flown back to Quantico. Uh, wait, does he get flown back to Quantico? Or is, no, no, he's being held in Seattle. Isn't he being held in Seattle? God only knows. No, I don't think they ever get him back to Quantico. I think they, he's being held. Well, in the Seattle. attorney general is already in Seattle. So, so yeah, it works. Um, yeah. But, and that's actually <laughs> a conversation we're going to have at the end. Cause I think that, no, I think that's all happening in Seattle because you know, the wife is there. I would have to okay. rewatch it to check. You know, this is going to be the most convoluted show. We're assuming everybody's watched it already. Hopefully, like this is gibberish. Our show. I didn't watch this episode. Yes, this is going to be gibberish, but it was really funny. If you go back to somewhere in the beginning, somewhere in the beginning, and they're talking about going to, they're talking about the attorney general and they're going, he, they, somebody said he, not oh. she. Are you sure they and, were talking about the oh, attorney yeah, general? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were talking about the attorney general, not the director. That's weird. Um, I did not know. I'm almost that. positive. I have to go back. I didn't rewatch it again. But you I might have it. to check. I noticed it because I said, but wasn't the, isn't the attorney general she? That yeah, woman and we saw her. Yeah, before. yeah. Did I get it wrong before? No, you were right. <laughs> so We've seen her um, a bunch. But it's, it, it is funny. And it's not something you would do another take for. You don't have time to do. Well, anything. they didn't. They didn't have a second map to have Will draw two circles that actually intersected. So <laughs> I'm sure they I were thought, in a hurry. Okay, I mean, but that goes to the point, right? That if Will can do all of this, he can join the team, right? <laughs> and what do they need Matthew Craig Gubler for? All he has to do is learn how to actually make <laughs> the circles intersect, and boom, he can steal that man's job right out from under him. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, we're hard. We but are. That, we're we're very mean people. That is one hundred percent true. No <laughs> uh, wonder it's hard to listen to us. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so they go to the wife and they say you're going to be a witness relocation program, which is nice. And they say we're going to charge. Um, and they do this weird thing where they're like, we're going to charge him under his birth name, so it's not associated with you. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't think that matters in the witness relocation program. You're going to give them new names, aren't you? Yeah. Like, that seems to be predicated that they would be keeping their current names. I'm like, why would they, though? They're in the witness relocation program. Isn't that the whole point of the witness relocation program? Yeah, move to, to give another them country new identities? Yeah. I was going to say, move them Let to another country. Just get them out of the because... United States. They're, they're not doing well. They're not going to be doing well here. Unless, yeah. of course, they have new names. Yeah, yeah like, but even new names, you know, because they're they all look alike, and all of their pictures are going to be blasted over the internet. Over the yeah, news. it's true. It, it's going to be maybe. tough. It is, maybe, well, maybe not the kids, but Sydney will. Yeah, 
Sydney will be Sydney will be in the news, but it's like the idea depending that, on how that what they're arresting him for, and are they going to? Well, well anyway, no, that, we'll, that, we'll that's get there. Conversation, in a yeah. Well, that's a conversation for later, at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was funny the idea that they both say we're going to separate his name from yours, and you're going into witness relocation. I'm like, well, no. In witness protection, we're, you'd give them new names so they wouldn't have to worry about. Uh, him being charged under his birth name, not as Elias Voigt. So, yeah, it was, it was a weird contradiction in the middle of what Emily was saying. But the point is, they say, we need you to ask him to tell us where David is. And she goes in, and we get one of the best, it just emotionally, like, hard-hitting episode scenes all season, in a season that has been full of those. Yeah. Damn. Like, her just saying, like, are we just your alibi? You know, <laughs> has this, you know, have, have the last 15 years just been an alibi and we don't see what his answer is. And this is the key part, but he does tell them where David is buried. Yes. You know, I mean, Ooh. and the interesting is when he says, well, they've said this, 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 and this, and this is where it would support your idea that he's doing this to make them hate him. Yeah. Uh, because he says, um, and maybe he doesn't answer that question at all. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, and says, look, it doesn't matter. Everywhere you go, everybody's going to know anyway. Yeah. Because everything will be plastered yeah. about her with her name Voight. Yeah. And the children and the fact that they had these two children. And come on, the American media is going to go find yearbooks. Exactly. And, like, and the there's no it. way the FBI is going to keep this The FBI can control it all. They can't so, cover that up, so. Exactly. And, and they do have the nice moment of him, like, he is profiling them the same because they do the fun thing of him being able to say to his wife exactly what mm -hmm. uh, Emily said to her. Like, he can tell exactly what Emily would have said to her and how he would have, she would have tried to convince her. Yeah, well, I he's nothing really if not nice smart. Oh, no, he is. He's a smart guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's been studying this his whole life. Yep. You know, ever since he was a child, he's been trying to figure out who he was and who his uncle was, right? So it's like, they set this up beautifully. They really did. Like, it was, uh, it's, it's in many ways a flawless setup for this character. And, I mean, that's why I think he is going to go down as the best villain pro, uh, that Criminal Minds has had. Like, it's weird to say it already since we ha we're not done with this character, but it wouldn't shock me if, like, history remembers this as their best villain. I'm just saying oh, they're going to have trouble stopping it. As, yes, I'm, but you have to go back. I know. You know, and look at the old villains and the only two that come anywhere near maybe, well, maybe Frank. Yep. You know, um... And hey, don't would... get me wrong, we like the uh, C. Thomas Howell as the Reaper, but it's not like he's a very complicated character. No, who had whereas... a fantastic scheme. And the the thing that makes him the like that Frank, because Frank did have this one emotional attachment. Yeah, that's what made him compelling in a way that the Reaper yes. isn't. That yeah, he and... had, and this is again what they've done with Elias that is closer to Frank and is like. What's so frustrating is this guy who is all who is brutal, who is psychopathic, who is, you know, full of these plans, who finds himself dealing with something completely out of his control. And that was his obsession with this woman. Yes. 
Yes, and, and that's what he, made him such a compelling character. Yeah, that's what made Frank a compelling, and that's what's making Elias' voice compelling. Even if you don't like him and you want him, like I do, dead. <laughs> you definitely um, want him dead, yes. I wanted him dead. There's no question. That's what I said. You didn't get but it, but I understand I why you get wanted it. it. Hey, but you know there's always next it, year. It does, but it is his flaw as well, mm-hmm. right? That he actually cares about his wife and his family. Yeah. Fundamentally. And, and that, that is, is what forward. has broken. Yeah. That has what has made it, has made, as Dave says, family will get you every time. Yeah. That has, is what made them, him, them findable. Yep. That's absolutely right. You know, so, these connections, if he hadn't had these connections to people, he never would have been findable. No. Again, they only caught him. You can talk about profiling all you want. Profiling didn't have anything to do with catching him. The fact that his wife called him twice. Yes. In Chattanooga, Tennessee. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, while he was in a, while he was hardware you know, store. in a hardware store. That's what caught this man caught. You know, it's yep. it's no different than the people who get caught from the taillights, except literally it was just the fact that his wife wanted to know where he was that got this man caught. You know, and that's and it's absolutely it's family that was his weakness always. Just like yeah. his uncle said, just like David said, like they the show's been very clear clear about that. It's like his inability to be away from his family and his inability, because you can say, Were you just an alibi? Were we just an alibi? All of that. No, he was trying to make this work because not having a family around would have made it easier for him to do the things he did. It yes. would have made it easier and, for him to be a killer. Well, he would have... Look, if if he didn't care about them, yeah. he would have never tied, tried to take them on the run. No, he would have just left without them. No, he would have killed them. No, or he would have just... If he was a true... But if, if he, he was didn't care at all, again, yes. and this is the point, um, having a family doesn't make it less likely that people are going to think you're a serial killer because spoiler alert, no one's ever going to think you're a serial killer. (laughs) There are so few serial killers in the world. It's not like there's this good looking single man down the street who leaves town all the time because he's an IT technician. It's not like there's a a bunch of people going to be thinking, oh, he might be a serial killer. You You know, I mean, and that is, and even though she, Sydney, that's her name. Yeah. Sydney. Yeah. I mean, even though Sydney says, yeah, but why didn't I figure it out? Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, Sydney, come on. How could you? you, you how could you? Well, no, and David's this wrong. This was his job. He's like, whole, uh, you know, it's uh, it was important for him to have a wife because it makes him, uh, it makes people not worry about him. And it's like, David, you don't need a wife to make people no. think you're non-threatening. You need a wedding ring. He wasn't introducing people to his wife and then killing them. Yes. <laughs> Nobody ever met his wife. Nobody ever knew who he was. No, he wanted this family for another reason, for personal reasons. And that is yes. what I'm assuming they're going to be examining in season two as they delve deeper into this character. All right. So now let's talk about the se- to the, the teases for season 17. Because there's a couple of big ones. I'd say three big ones. And uh, one of these might be me reading into it, right? Uh, One of them, and two of them they're definitely doing. One, of course, is the team knows that something creepy was happening here. 
knows that yes. something deeply suspicious is happening here. Right? Yep. All right. So that's one. They know about the term gold star and they know something unbelievably creepy is happening. Two, and, please. Yes. No, no. And and it has to have involved Elias Voigt. Exactly. That's well, what's no, no, so it doesn't, creepy. No, no, it could, well, it doesn't have it could to. have gotten the information from the senator's son. Yes. It could have just involved the senator and he got the information from the senator's son. So, like, he okay. might not have been involved in a government operation, but, like, you had this corrupt, monstrous senator and you had her serial-killing son who was Elias Voigt's best friend. 100% yeah. that could be how he found out about it. Like, we don't know. Uh, but the point is, two, we know that the, the big hook is he is blackmailing the government with something. And at the end of the episode, it ends with uh, there being someone important enough that they need a giant FBI SWAT team to escort them into the building. You can say, well, that was just the attorney general. And I'd say, was it? We sure as hell didn't see the attorney general. No. If it was just the attorney general, why wouldn't they show her? We've seen her. We've seen her in a bunch of episodes this season. We saw her this episode this season. No. They are, they don't show you who's coming to meet him because they want to have that option next year. Yes. About who exactly was coming to see him. And three, and this is one that they might not do, but they have very much left open. Doug's father is an anti-government psycho. Yeah. His son was just killed by a government conspiracy. And spoiler alert, he's got other kids. Did you catch that? Yes. They go out of their way to say that Doug was this guy's eldest child. Yes. They go out of the way to mention that Doug's got at least one sibling. And maybe that sibling hates the FBI too. And the FBI just got their brother killed. So I'm saying don't be surprised if that little story about Doug's uh, anti-government dad doesn't pay off in a big way next year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it yes. Because Voight, I, they are, I am sure they are not going to do the thing where he's going to escape. He's no. actually, no, they're not because they're um, the showrunner. So I'm assuming it's Erica. Yeah. Um, has, has given some hints about season 17 and oh. that is that they are approaching i read that after i watched the episode gotcha. not before okay. i avoided okay. everything very smart what was the hint um no that that they are using the hannibal lecter idea i suspected they would be going that yes. way and they and they did say that that voight um so that assumes that he is going to be held in maximum security mm-hmm Right. And they're well, going I mean, to I don't think we talked about it on the show, but you and I talked about that last week yeah. about how, like, as he is, in fact, a profiler and has taught himself to do what they do, he yes. and he spent, you know, years meeting other potential serial killers. He could be an excellent resource for the team. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, they've got, they got, a, I got to say, I know you wanted him dead, but they have a lot of really <laughs> interesting cards to play. Yeah. Next no, and plus this gold star thing is exactly. like, like they I mean, what he's in a fantastic position. Yeah. And what's going to be off the table for sure is the death penalty. Yeah. And I'll tell you what it is. 
Are you ready for this? Okay. He's got proof that Donald Trump was a serial killer. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I know, I know. I don't think he's smart enough. <laughs> of course the show would never do that. No, what I was going to say is they wouldn't do it and he's not smart enough. That would assume he would be smart enough to have gotten away with it for well, the no, last You don't have to be smart. You have to be years. rich. Other people cover up for you. That's what the well, that's true. son After of all, the senator's was... story was about. That when you're yes. rich, you can do whatever you want. Yes, and he was a friend of Je Jeffrey Epstein. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yes, I'm just they're saying, they're hey, gold. I, don't, I don't know anything. I do know that an au pair mysteriously died while working for the Trumps. <laughs> you can look that one up, everybody. <laughs> okay, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> okay. That, that road, please. All right. um, so now I'm going to say wish the, to uh, the Okay, okay. You're, you are disassociating yourself from my comments on the subject. Yes, I want to wipe right. that man off of out of my memory. I know, I know. I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't. But I, I'm just saying you got to remember, like in the like in a place where the FBI is actively hated by half the country, eh, you know, it's not a crazy thing to go down. And it's like, oh, there's this whole cult of people who want this guy to become president, and the guy's a serial killer. It's a bad situation, is what I'm saying. Uh, but here's <laughs> here's where things get really interesting. Okay. And they're not going to believe it anyway. It's going to be a conspiracy. This is my point, you know? Uh, but anyway. I don't think they would go that, 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 that would be just but too yes, I think convoluted. There, I think I agree with you. I think we can agree that there was some sloppy plotting this week. I think they had Elias make some mistakes that it's not believable that he would make just so they can get to this point. You can say, you could say it's because he was decompensating, but he didn't plan this getaway when he was decompensating. He planned it years ago. So yes. Why would it be in a place that his name was attached to? That kind of stuff, right? So yeah. There, yeah. there's some sloppy writing to get to the ending they want. I think it's a strong ending, but yeah, I will agree that it's sloppy getting there. I think it is meaningful that his wife manages to get David's location out of him. And I think it's interesting yes. that that's how they resolve the David situation. I think these are all good choices. The only thing I was fully against in the episode is how terribly Penelope treats Tyler. I was okay. not okay with that. Okay, and that is, yeah, I had problems with that. I understand why she's doing it. Mm -hmm. In other words, what has happened to Penelope is you only get one chance. You yeah. never get a second chance. I can't for my own emotional well-being because I am still incapable. If I was to say anything, I'm not sure she would go this far. She is still incapable of trusting. She's had, remember, she's been shot. She's oh, yeah. been, um, and Derek, no matter what we say, we never saw anything. He was um, manipulative. Very emotionally her. manipulative, yeah. And he always... And, you know, and she was, and she took it all the time. Yep. And that can be a slight reference to that. She took it all the time. We still don't know exactly what happened with Kevin, except that it wasn't, you know, I mean, there are a whole bunch of relationships in the past. So being happy with herself is more important than giving this relationship a shot. Uh, now, I agree with you. It is, it is probably a difficult, it's a, 
I'm not sure that it's the right choice for her, given that she thinks it's a that very bad is, choice for her. Yes, that she thinks that this is the one. Remember, mm-hmm. we remember. have seen that whole back with her and Luke, right? Yep. And this one is that. This is so clearly the one. And person. maybe we'll get more of this next year. I hope we do. Because let's not forget. She has a history of making bad relationship choices. She sabotaged Kevin's career. Yes. So he wouldn't so they wouldn't have to try long distance. She's not yeah. innocent in any of this. No, 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 no. In those things. No, no, that's the bad choices. Yeah. But the point is, is that she but there's this point of maybe between in the hiatus, she yeah. will go into therapy and start working out her feelings and her trust issues. vis-a-vis Tyler. Tyler is now going to try and make it up to her. So Tyler is going to have to go and into therapy himself and sort out how he sabotaged, how, because he did sabotage this relationship. Yeah. Um, And why did he sabotage this relationship Mm -hmm. just so he could get revenge on Voight? Thank God he tried because it kept David alive. Well, and I think that's something um, that goes unmentioned that probably should have. It's like, yes. oh, you betrayed my trust. Yeah, but if I didn't da- betray your trust, David's lying dead in a field somewhere. Yeah, so... Dave is lying dead in a field uh, with the assumption that he's committed suicide. Yeah. No, I think Tyler needs to be given some slack. Yeah, cut now, the her some and, slack. And, but her immediate reaction, I do understand she's going to have to do the therapy thing. Yeah. And, but she's already used to doing that. And Tyler's going to have to do that. And then he's going to have to apply to become uh, part of the FBI. <laughs> and then go. he's going to have to go through training at Quantico. And he's going to have to prove himself he again to, to her. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, 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 you know, he is worthy of her love and he can, and she can trust him. Yeah. I said, that's where I go you know with it. I would, I would find it, if they did that, I would find it very interesting. I think it'd be a very fascinating thing to do with her character next year. I cannot we'll wait see. to see if you're right about that. I don't know that, if I'm right about that. I didn't that. say you were. I said it'd be very no. interesting to find out. If, yeah. Uh, because yeah. I'm just saying, it's like, the man's through been, a lo- been through a lot. Yes. Think, and he saved David's life and he took a bullet doing it. So maybe cut the man a little slack. Yeah, that's exactly. I just want to point out that it's like the two people who saved uh, David's life are Voight's wife and Tyler Green. Yeah. So, team you know. Didn't, didn't, team didn't help at all, is what I'm no. saying. David got himself into trouble. David almost got himself killed, killed first by confronting Voight and then by blowing up his own relatively safe jail cell. And only the actions of, you know, Tyler and then Sidney Voigt managed to save this man's, managed to save this man's life. And it's worth remembering that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah. But I I honestly, I'm going to say it. What have we said all season? They clunky, clunky plots, you know, cheating, uh, cheating when they had to having characters do dumb things just to move the plot forward. But at the core of it has been this fantastic emotional truth have been really interesting characters having these believable emotional journeys all season. And I think it's fair to say that that's what we had in the last episode as well. Yep. I know I'm not, I am. This is, 
like there are all these things that are really kind of wrong and there's a <laughs> bunch of things that i that that we make we've made fun of and the rest of it yeah but at the end i'm going they took us where we needed to get mm -hmm. for seven season 17 to get us excited about season 17 and i do think that I mean, I always did like the Voight character. Yeah, he's so like, interesting. Like, and and we've we've already talked about just, I mean, how how he he nails it every time. Every like this time. is a, this is an actor who has nailed it every single solitary time. Yep, yeah. MVP for the season. Absolutely yeah. MVP for the season. Yes, yes. Um, and it is just wonderful at one level mm -hmm. um that this actor is coming back i know <laughs> uh, because maybe we will have shades of brian cox again <sighs> because well you know i mean spoiler alert they do love manhunter yeah, yeah, we, we've already talked <laughs> they about are, that. They are on the record as loving manhunter and that loving brian cox so yeah i'm yeah, just saying you know in, in terms of what you are going to structure, I, I'm hoping that if Voight is going to be doing being like a Hannibal Lecter character, yeah. then I do hope that he he doesn't as much as I am a fan mm -hmm. of what's his face who plays Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Silence no, of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins. That he's I more Brian Anthony Cox than Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I want him to be Brian Cox, more Brian Cox than Anthony Hopkins. It is, but I love Anthony Hopkins in everything but Silence of the Lambs. But when we yeah. rewatch Silence of the Lambs and Manhunter, it is a weird situation that it's like Brian Cox's performance has aged so well. Yeah, and now you go back and watch Silence of the Lambs, and you're like kind yeah. of embarrassed that he got an Oscar for that. Yes, I think it would. Well, and it isn't even so out of complete character for him. But no, but that like, role, you, but... you look at it and you're just like, oof, this yes. is not impressive. This doesn't like, there's nothing real about this. Yes. And it, well, you know, it's just, but it was a great, I mean, at the time, at the time it felt amazing, but you know, yes. it has not aged well the way Brian Cox has aged fantastically. Yeah. The way Manhunter is like still wow when you watch well, yes william peterson shorts notwithstanding <laughs> notwithstanding i can't that's never, true that that's doesn't very bother good. me in the short shorts but yeah like in dennis hey. farina playing uh jack crawford oh. you know oh oh dennis farina is well he's one of our favorites faves yeah. from you know from chicago yeah, the, way back the michael man you know detective turned uh actor crime story oh crime story just yeah, just a brilliant story. brilliant brilliant piece of television it really is oh speaking Big of Michael. and this is going to be we're going to about to wrap up but uh anyway um there's a podcast about the show um charmed and oh. tony dennison was on it <gasps> and he talks about his whole career so go listen to that house of hallowell Episode seven, Tony Dennison is on there. They're doing one episode of the podcast about each thing. And I'm not saying we should try and get an interview with Tony Dennison, but maybe we should try and get an interview with Tony Dennison. Yes, but I don't know how we would just, well, no, we could put it as some kind of a bonus episode. Of course He's it'd never be a bonus been, episode. 
he's never done anything sort of remotely. I'm trying to think serial killy criminal. You, you know, we also have a, oh, wait, wise a guy podcast, right? Okay. It's part of the, No, no. I was just thinking just, no, that was Ray Liotta, right? No. In crime story. It's, it's Tony Dennison. That's right. It's Tony Dennison. So yes, yes he is a psychopathic killer. Also, I don't know why you're why you're struggling to justify this. We have a wise guy podcast. I know, I know. We can know, justify it by doing it under the wise guy podcast because he was the star of Wise Guy for five episodes. Because I don't want us to do Crime Story. Because Which, by the way, brave. he actually talks about it. Uh, he actually talks about on the thing that doing that wise guy is how he got Melrose Place. Because one of the really? producers on Wise Guy moved over to. Um, working for Aaron Spelling and remembered how fantastic he was in his five episodes of Wise Guy. And that's how he got on Melrose Place. And that's, wow. and because Aaron Spelling liked him so much, he cast him as the dad on uh, uh, Charmed. And then they got, they filmed one episode of him as the dad of the three girls on Charmed. And he's like, he's way too young and hot to be the dad of these three girls on Charmed. They <laughs> said every time he was in a scene with, uh, with Shannon Doherty, is she going to hug him or is she going to kiss him? Because <laughs> it's Anthony Dennison. Oh, man. But yeah, the, the man's a machine. But anyway, he did, goes over his whole career. It's fantastic. All right. Yeah. So enough talk about Tony Dennison, who's incredible. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap things up with a... Uh, we're going to do an episode that goes over the season in full. Talk about what what's the best, what's the worst of the season. Uh, it's not, you know, spoiler alert. The MVP is obviously the actor who played Voight. He was just couldn't take your eyes off him all year. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be, you know, all sorts of little things for us to talk about. We're going to rewatch it. That'll be in a week or two. And of course, we're going to be back on the regular with uh, Wire in the Blood. And then we're going to move into our next serial killer show, which will probably be Cracker. Uh, to commemorate the late Robbie Coltrane. Yes. Who is who everybody who will, remembers as Haggard, yeah, but Haggard for but us. For he us, is he will Cracker. always be Fitz from Cracker. Yeah. Which is in many ways, uh, in, in a lot of ways, one of the definitive cop shows of the 90s. People don't talk about it as much now, but it's it's something else. And you'll and, be able to follow it because it's on one of the prime British things, but you have to subscribe to the British no, thing. I'll, I think, I'll just do that. Whichever then. it is. Um, speaking of, I know it's a roundabout way, but speaking of Tony Dennison, Cracker was the main inspiration for the show, The Closer. So there you go. Well, yeah. Which stars Tony Dennison. So there, yes. there you go. It's a roundabout way to get back there. But no, 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 no. You remember, you know, the Kevin Bacon thing. It's true. It's exactly <laughs> it the Kevin connects. Bacon thing. Speaking of, married to the star of The Closer, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Hi, Kiri. Sedgwick, yeah. 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 All right, so that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, thank you, everyone who joined us for this whole trip back into Criminal Minds world for season 16. Uh, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to fight me when I say it's the best that Criminal Minds has ever been. Of course. It really is. This is, just... this is. this is the top, the top of Criminal Minds. It's the best that Criminal Minds has ever been. Like, wow, is it the best it's ever been? And I mean, I just hope they can keep it up next year. And I wouldn't yes. be surprised if they can. I, I, I'm sure that they can. They've yeah. done it now. And, um, and I, well, and we can always hope, always hope that Disney Paramount is going to up their 
money. Give the them show. a little more budget next year so they don't have to uh, little more worry time. about going on location as much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you really feel the lack of a budget when they're having a uh, when they're having an anniversary dinner in David's office. That's when you feel the lack of a budget. And they make a joke about it in the episode, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I think that's more the budget than anything else. Yeah. Well, not now that we've heard, not now These that we've the interview with Breen, we're going to be saying that. Even before lot. the interview with Breen, when we saw them get all of those professors into like, come all the way to what yeah. to Quantico, we were already talking about the budget issues. Yeah, well, and, and it is funny though. We have said that. Like, I didn't bring that up. Yeah. Um, because we were talking about that season. Remember when we were talking about Strange Fruit? Yeah, of course. And and I said that um, I thought it must have been because of some of the other episodes. It must have been a budget issue. And she had to write. And I think there was some discussion of this that somewhere I might have read it as well. But I know we discussed it, that it was like a black box episode, right? It was one set. It was... Yeah. Um, it was really, really tight, mm -hmm. and they managed the to do it room. with very, very little. Yeah, almost entirely existing sets. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and it was a great episode. I mean, you can, when you've got a limited budget, do wonderful things as well. And I think this year, they've managed to do wonderful things. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I'm happy. I am so happy with Gars, with everything. We'll talk about this when we do, we watch it the second we watch time. and yeah, talk about the season in review. And we'll talk about the season in review and we'll talk about all the different things that we really like and appreciate this season. It's so tight. It is yep. so tight. We're happy. And yep. we're going to be waiting for season 17. God knows when it'll show up on Paramount. I'm hoping next season. Thanksgiving, you know, fingers crossed. Well, maybe, and maybe Disney will have fixed its glitches by then. By then, yeah. All right. So that's that. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, please rate and review it. That's how people find the show. We'll see you back here next week for more Profiling Criminal Minds. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.